What moms need isn't more advice, it's perspective. You're listening to... Well, certainly motherhood! Hello there, this is Kezia Nielsen. And this is Amanda Bowman. And you're listening to Most Certainly Motherhood, episode 11. Woo! We made, <laughs> we made it past 10, which apparently most podcasts don't make it past 10. I don't listen to podcasts. Oh, can I just say that on our podcast? <laughs> Wait, you don't listen to our po- podcast? Well, yeah. You don't listen to your own voice? Well, what? No. I don't, well, I don't yeah, either. Actually, I do check it out. I'm like, how did I stop okay. on that one? Oh, I didn't. I didn't think you actually did. Yeah, I do. Oh. Yeah. Well, now we know we have one listener. We have more than one. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. They should talk to us more. Hey, listeners, you should comment and send don't us emails and stuff. Oh. all of our stuff? Yeah, I guess they do. They do pretty good. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's start off by insulting our listener. <laughs> well, we haven't really talked about... We've talked about our kids, but we haven't talked about who... They are right now. We haven't updated. We haven't really updated. Pregnancy break. So every time we just say their names and assume everyone knows. Well, I only anyway. have one. So Amanda has one. Oh, would you like me to talk about him? Yeah, just talk about him a little uh, bit. His name is Benjamin, and he turned seven months old yesterday, May 20th. So by the time this comes out, it'll be like June, right? I don't know. We'll see. Well, by the time this comes out, he'll be older. But, uh... <laughs> Um, yep, he's... What else would you like me to say about him? How much of an update are we giving? I don't know. He's he's a really strong, smart little kid. Yeah, it's kind of insane. He can sit up, he wants to stand, he wants to walk, he doesn't crawl, he's starting to eat. Which, can I just say, I already miss breastfed poop. <laughs> yes. Like, one diaper Ugh. in and I was like, nope, game over. Yep. I know. Go back. I always try to put it off as long as possible. Yeah. Yeah, so he's, you know, blue-eyed wonder. We should post the picture of us from today. Oh, yeah. Then people can see. Oh, wait, they'll only see one of yours. Well, two. <laughs> so, and I have, now I have a five-year-old, Clarence. I have a five-year-old now, which is insane he to is think of. He's so smart and so old. He dresses yeah. himself. Yes, he dresses himself. Very he's, well. He's a very dapper young man. He, he stops wearing to... his pants backwards. Until today. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Apparently Pretty much every time, every day, he has some article of clothing on backwards. But it's always like his church shirt. So. <laughs> and then I have a three-year-old, Anders. Huge. Who's who's a tank. His head is like the size of yours. <laughs> no. It's I was sitting on my lap today. I was like, "Whoa, he's giant!" <laughs> he's a big farm boy. And then Lewis is one and a half, and coming out of that cute little, very um, compliant stage into the cute little opinionated stage. And then there's Boaz, and I am twenty-eight weeks. Whoa, tomorrow. That means, like, in nine weeks, he would be considered full term. Yeah, I know. I know. It's going way too fast for me, and I don't I don't like it because I like being pregnant. Me too. I miss it. Did <laughs> I just say that? Amanda's married to James, and I'm married to Aaron. Today we're going to, because we are exhausted, me being a pregnant woman and 
Amanda being a mother woman. (laughs) (laughs) Of a seven-month-old. A seven-month-old, yes. We're talking about sleep because it needs to happen. And it doesn't always happen. And there's so much advice about sleep that's Um, confusing and crazy, and there's there never seems to be the perfect way to do it. <laughs> no. Because you can't control the little kid. Well, some baby. people think that you can. Right. Well, some kid, some people can. I think that there really are kids who sleep really well, and I totally believe that it works when it does work, but I also know that doesn't work for every kid. Yeah, that's the hard thing, is like, because it does work for some kids, I feel like... Those parents might think that it should work for every kid. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's why there's all these sleep books. Like, that's true. Someone's like, oh, this worked really well for me. I need to tell everyone because they want to help. If the one way did work for everyone, there wouldn't be all these books because it would just be one right. way. Right. Yeah. It's just hard to, well, we'll get into that. Yeah. But if you do it differently. So not only do you have all these books and stuff, but do you have friends who do it some, some different way? So for instance, the way that we've done it different from you is you have co-slept. Yeah. Actually, I was going to say, I don't think any two people do it exactly the same that I know. Yeah. I cannot think of a single person who does it exactly the same way as me Mm -hmm. or exactly the same way as anyone else. Yeah. So. Or if they did, it was for a short time. Or if they do it exactly the same way for every kid. Yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of people I know who had to do it different for each kid. Yeah. So I co-sleep, which I know. Yikes. (laughs) We're gonna get a bunch of like hate mail, like you're gonna suffocate. I know this whole episode. By the way, let's preface this with: we are not sleep experts. No, I don't claim to be. No, and we don't have any advice for you. No, this is not advice. No, this is just what we have done, and it is only applicable to our own children. I mean, you might get some ideas or something, but so I do co-sleep, and no, I have not suffocated my child. He has not fallen off the bed. Here's the thing about close sleeping. It's actually perfectly safe if no one in the house smokes, no one in the bed is doing drugs, and there's something else. I don't remember. Or drinking. Or, or drinking. Yeah. Like, if you're a perfectly healthy person, you are way more aware of your baby than you think you are. Uh-huh. And if you're not comfortable doing it, then don't do it. But right. yeah. just know that those of us who do are not killing our children. Right. <laughs> What so it's just been say. from the beginning, though, right? Yes, from day one. So my mother-in-law kind of, I, she didn't say this, but she was a huge advocate for co-sleeping. And it mm-hmm. was kind of like, okay, this is just the way you do it. Mm-hmm. The first night I brought him home, we didn't have a nightlight in the room, and it was pitch black. And mm-hmm. I could not see him. And mm-hmm. even when my eyes adjusted, I felt like I could And it really freaked me out. So we got a nightlight so I could see him. And I probably was really nervous the first night, but after that, and especially now that he's big enough that he oh, can... Yeah. Like, we, it was winter, it was, like, like when he was a baby, so I just tucked the blanket under my armpits and um, made sure that, you know, it wasn't in his face. And he doesn't try to, I don't know, he doesn't move when he's asleep for me. So, anyways, from the beginning, I nurse him to sleep, I know, another terrible thing, and (laughs) I just do all the wrong things. Um, And then... They're not wrong if they work for you. Yeah, so my mother-in-law was there the first two weeks, and so she, I mean, if I hadn't had her encouragement to just 
do it this way. Mm-hmm. And it's it was what worked for us. And um, it was what got me and everyone else the most sleep. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, newborns don't know the difference between night and day. So he'd wake up anyway. But um, And then naps, we used to lay on the couch and I would nurse him to sleep and I would watch a show while he slept. But mm-hmm. now he doesn't like to do that. So we nap in the bed. When he was really little, we I just had to stay in bed with him. Because mm-hmm. if I tried to leave, it was like... You know, all the alarms went off. Yeah. But now that he's older, um, I nurse him to sleep and then I roll out of bed. And he's getting better at sleeping longer without me. And now my husband can even put him to sleep in bed. But we're still co-sleeping. And it was one of those things where I said, when he is six months, he is in his crib. And Mm -hmm. then six months came and I wasn't ready. Mm -hmm. And um, that's when I started to really stress out about it, though, because I was like, this is not what I planned. You know, mm-hmm. I'm going to ruin him. He's going to form this habit. I mm-hmm. don't want a toddler in my bed, which is fine for people who do it. I just would prefer not to. And um, I was worried my husband was getting upset. So it just became stressful. And then, um, anyways, a couple of things happened to make it less stressful. But one thing is I was talking to my husband about it, and he said I, he really likes having Benjamin in our bed. I was just going to ask. Yeah, he loves it. He said it. he likes, I mean, he's so sweet in the morning. He's oh, so yeah. cuddly at night. And um, everyone sleeps this way. Yeah. My husband sleeps. I sleep. And if I had to get up and turn on lights, then mm-hmm. my husband would wake up, and he has to work the next day, mm-hmm. so I really don't like that he would have to... I don't want him to feel like he has to be awake mm-hmm. at all, at night. And naps used to be, like, 20 minutes. Now I get about 45 minutes, so it's improved. And yeah. the couple of times that I've tried the crib, he just... I mean, you know how you can tell the cries between, <laughs> like... He's hungry, he's faking it, or he's genuinely mm-hmm. scared. These were, like, shrieks of fear yeah. coming from him. And I I just don't have the ability to deal with that, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And um, he's just a very... I'm kind of the same way. I need physical... Con- like, physical touch is really important for mm-hmm. me to feel safe and confident and loved and like if if you know James and I have a disagreement or something I need him to hug me or Mm -hmm. something so that I know that it's all okay Mm because if I'm just laying in bed trying to fall asleep by myself it takes 20 times as long as if he's right there so how can I expect this tiny little human who Mm -hmm. has no idea if the room is safe or not to Mm -hmm. be able to sleep without me and I know I could be more hardcore about it, but I just... And he doesn't understand yet, and so... Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't plan to do it this way. It's definitely what works for him. Mm-hmm. And with the next kid, I don't know if I'll try to put them in the crib sooner or whatever, but... So, I am a co-sleeper. Well, there's some kids that actually don't sleep as well with other people right there. That's true. So, <clears throat> I think that Clarence, my first, <laughs> was... A lot like Benjamin in that he didn't sleep very long. He nursed all the time. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've nursed to sleep all my kids. No shame. <laughs> it works really fast. And yeah. Kill two birds with one stone. Right. And just the whole putting the baby down awake. Like, I could never achieve that with any of my kids. Until, yeah. well, until they are older. And, and then it did happen. So it didn't, like, ruin them forever. But with Clarence... I, we didn't really co-sleep. We co-slept for a bit, but it was, 
I would have like nightmares that the baby was lost in the covers or things like that. I just, I, I was too anxious about it. And so that doesn't really work for me, even though I would kind of like it to work, but also Aaron sleeps really, really, really heavily Yeah, and not very well. And so it just doesn't, it wouldn't have worked for us. So yeah, that's we've tried all sorts of things. We start the first night we brought Clarence home. I still remember it so well because it was so awful. <laughs> but I just I was up in the chair and he and I kept trying to put him back in this beautiful little cradle Aww. that was hand carved by Grandpa, and it just did not work. He kept like flailing his arms. I mean, even if he was. He was swaddled. He's like a long baby and it's still like, it just didn't feel secure for him. And I ended up just like sleeping in the chair, basically. And then I ended up co-sleeping for a little bit. And then about six months, we put him in a different room. And that really helped a lot. And we did have to let him cry it out a bit, but the f- but it was only for like a half an hour. And then he went to sleep. And then the next night it was less than that. And during that whole half an hour, Aaron had to physically hold me down and be like, no, he's fine. He's not freaking out too much. We know him enough to know that he just is like, this is different. And he had been sleeping in that room for naps. And so it wasn't completely mm-hmm. like foreign. And But it was really traumatizing. But it was for my own sanity. <laughs> like I needed... Sure. Because I would wake up to every little sound. Yeah. I mean, he slept in, like, the swing for a while, and that helped a bit, but it really helped me to have him out of the room. And I think it helped him, too, because I don't think anybody was sleeping well. Except for Aaron. Aaron slept well. And that's when I think it needs to change, (laughs) Right, yeah. when someone is being inconvenienced or put out. I mean, I'm inconvenienced in the sense that I I have the least amount of space on the bed. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, you know. But it's the best thing for now. Yeah. 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 And so, and then with Anders, he slept a little bit better, but it was kind of the same thing. For him, we we had a two-bedroom, or duplex, that we just moved out of. And so I would put Anders in the dining room, (laughs) because there wasn't, I didn't want him to wake up Clarence, and I didn't want him in my room. I mean, after, like, the first month or two, or three, something like that. And he actually slept, okay, guys. Nobody call CPS on me or UPS or whatever they're called. <laughs> he was in his his bucket car seat, and he slept in his bucket car seat for a very long time until he grew out of it. And it worked, and that's what he liked, and he liked to feel, like, closed in, yeah. which is very much like Anders. Like, he likes to be squished. <laughs> yeah, he is a squish. Yeah. So, um, so that worked, and then... Both of those guys were sleeping through the night, probably around a year or something. But they both took like a little bit of me being tough on them, but I just was, I had to. Lewis, I always had a really hard time being tough on him, and I still do. (laughs) And so he, he didn't sleep very well until, I guess until about a year. But it seemed, it seemed like a really long time because he kept going back and forth from like sleeping really well to like the next day he would wake up every hour. And it he just, was in your yeah. room for a long time, too, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he was in the pack-and-play. Yeah, we've either, either used, like, a pack-and-play or a swing for the babies, mostly, just because, you know, we have a little... You should get a rock-and-play. Those work really well. Oh, yeah. they feel yeah. Really safe. My nephew slept in a rock-and-play until it was too big for Well, him. and the swing kind of works the same way, and that yeah. helps to get them to sleep. And we've used that, 
Lewis didn't like it as much as the other two did, I don't think. But then, once I started to put him, once I started to not nurse him to sleep anymore, he, like, turned into a different kid. I haven't ever had a toddler, one-year-old, where I can just put him in bed and tuck him in. And he, like, he waves to me and he, like, makes me kiss his teddy bear, little pig or whatever he's holding. And he's, like, happy to nap. Like, none of the other kids have been that way. They've always kind of fussed or been, you know, fought naps. But he, like, loves naps. And so, and he's also, he's kind of always been better at me if I put him down, he sleeps for a while. Like, he would at least sleep for an hour, which with my other kids, it was, like, 15 minutes if it wasn't with me. Yeah. And then slowly more as they got older. But, like, from the beginning, he would sleep for a pretty big chunk of time. And that was crazy different for me because I was like, whoa, he's like an amazing sleeper. And then I just didn't like do anything to make it even better. So it just ended up being that way for a long time. Yeah. But yeah, even just my three kids where they're really similar in a lot of ways. And I did a lot of the same things. I mean, Lewis is much better at napping and always has been like, they've always been good at napping, but he's like good at going to bed, Mm -hmm. which is... I don't understand. He must get that from Aaron because Aaron loves to sleep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> me too. But <laughs> that's a good segue into dad sleeping. Yeah, I only have one thing to say about dad sleeping, and that is that they sleep. Yeah. yeah. Therefore, they should not ever, <laughs> ever say that they're tired. Well, okay, that's not fair. I'm sure they get tired too. I think I've said this before on the podcast. Actually, it took Aaron until we had. Lewis, our third kid, to hear the baby at night at all. And na- and then he did a lot. And I was always shocked every time he got up and did something for the baby. But it really doesn't make sense for him to get up because what can he do? Like, if the baby's getting up, he usually wants to nurse. So. Exactly, yeah. Well, and I, for, uh, in the beginning, I remember Benjamin would occasionally, sometimes he'll wake up and start crying if I'm not moving fast enough or if I've turned <laughs> away from him or whatever. I would always be like, no, like, Worried that, you know, oh, no, he's waking James up because he's right next to him. And uh-huh. the next morning, James would have no memory of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. Oh, no, baby didn't wake me up. Oh. So, yeah. I think God did that on purpose. Oh, well, part of what helped me to get, like, my older kids when they're, okay, older, like, older than Benjamin, like, nine months and older, was Aaron started putting them down for bed. And that helped a lot. Instead of nursing to sleep, they'd be going down for bed. One of the things that I swear by is white noise. Yeah, we use that too. Yeah. Some people told me not to do that too, but I can't sleep without it. So (laughs) how can I expect him to? Yeah. I I can sleep without it, but it helps so much to keep the kids from waking each other up. Or from us waking them up when we're out, you know, living our lives after they go to bed. (laughs) Yeah. White noise. I mean, I know my kids are addicted to it now, but it's worth it because, I mean... There are worse things to be addicted to. Yeah. And it's really good for, like, traveling, and if we have to all be in the same room, then we can all sleep and not be waking each other up all the time. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Just buy the white noise machine. Yep. We love ours. Get the one, I would suggest, though, getting the one with the dial so that you can gradually oh. turn it up if you forgot oh, or something. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I often will, like, be like, okay, we need to go and take a nap, and then... I'm laying there nursing him to sleep, and I realize I forgot to turn it oh, on. Oh, yeah. And then I'm like, well, if I turn it on now by pressing the power button, it's just going to blast. So mm. 
something. Oh, yeah. My in-laws have the one with the dial, and it's okay. nice because it just kind of gradually... And yeah, and then I suppose you can kind of wean them off of it if you want to, if you just can turn yeah, it I guess down. you could, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like you said about dads putting on the bed, um, last night, actually, Benjamin got mad because he said, he was like, I don't want... He didn't say this. Jeez. <laughs> he was like, I don't want your milk. I told you it was smart. <laughs> I don't want your milk, but I want to go to sleep, but I don't want to smell you. Like, get away. Uh-huh. I don't like you. Basically is what he said. My husband went in and like I don't know, five minutes later he came out and my kid was asleep and he didn't wake up again for a couple of hours. That's and awesome. So I think we're on to something there with dad going in yeah. and, and I told him I said if you wanna if you wanna put him in the crib you can try, but he doesn't want to, so that proves it's true we're all happy the way it yeah, is. So. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Aaron would be fine with the baby in the bed. If I was fine with it, but I'm not. Yeah. And who knows? Maybe the next kid, I'll, I'll love it. Right. And I'll be fine with it, and I won't be anxious about it or something. Because when I think about it, I'm like, there's nothing to be scared of or anything, but it's like my subconscious. Right. Well, it's like my subconscious is scared about the idea of him not being in the room with me. Oh, yeah. Because then I, I would yeah. just think about, okay, is he breathing? Is he mm-hmm. smothering himself? Is he stuck between the crib holes? Mm-hmm. Like... So, yeah, it just every person, every kid is yeah. just so different. Yeah. So, do you have... Well, I think you do, because you were sitting here, and you heard, like, a peep out of Benjamin, and you completely <laughs> lost your train of thought, but do you have mom hearing? Yeah. Or are you... My husband and I, um, I'll, I'll put him to sleep, and then I'll come out, and we'll watch a show, and... Um, we're almost done with Longmire, by the way. Oh, Thanks nice. for the suggestion. Oh, yeah. I love um, Longmire. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different topic. <laughs> um... And uh, I'll hear, like, the smallest sound mm-hmm. he makes. And I'll be up and out. And James is like, he didn't make a sound. And I'm like, yeah, he did. <laughs> but he was going like, to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and so, yeah, I definitely have mom hearing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. plus, now that he's rolling, I feel like he does not roll in his sleep because he's used to being surrounded. So he oh, knows yeah. better. But if he if he's upset for too long, he'll start rolling on the bed. Yeah. And there's a gate, or not a gate, a railing on one side, um, but James is usually on the other side. So mm-hmm. now I'm like, okay, I can't let him get too upset because right, he'll start yeah. rolling around. But I do. Do you have mom hearing? Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, I can have earplugs in. Well, and I usually do have to have earplugs in. <laughs> and... Now we have a bigger house, and I can still hear people all the way across the house with all the doors closed and white noise on and earplugs in. And That's crazy. It is crazy, and I've, I'm, like, asleep completely. So I'm not too worried about putting them in the other room, I guess. Sure. So I think we're going to use this guest room that we are currently in recording for the new baby, at least for, you know, when he gets a little bit older, because I want him to be near me. I don't want him with the boys, and because I'm hoping that their sleep can continue to be fine. Although, it's been up and down lately. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're entering the nightmare stage. Oh, no. And it's it's really creepy and not yeah. fun. And, like, Clarence will get up and be, like, soaked in sweat and really upset. And, Aww. I mean, we've had that off and on. So, I mean, it, it happened before we moved, too. But, but it's just... I remember having nightmares when I was little, and it's really hard to know what to do because I don't want them to get in the habit of coming into our bed, but they're scared, and I'm tired, (laughs) you know, I don't want to get out of bed, or whatever, but, ugh. I wonder if there's something, like, 
that you can do to help them not have nightmares. I've heard sometimes yeah. like the food they eat can affect. Yeah, their I believe it. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um, I'm scared of um, sleep night terror. Like when they wake mm-hmm. up and they're not really awake. Like yes. sleep, not sleepwalking, but one time I was babysitting. And this kid woke up screaming bloody murder, standing in his yeah. crib, and I walk in and I try to help him, but he was looking off in the distance yeah. at the wall. He yeah. tried hitting me when I tried to touch him. He's just, mm-hmm. I mean, he was not awake. Yeah. He was hysterical. Yeah. And that, like, I told my husband, I said, we are putting a lock on our door and not letting that, because I will not, I will never sleep again. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sending you in to deal with it. Because yeah. It's, it's terrifying. It is. And that's what our boys have been doing, too. Oh. Yeah. I mean, some sometimes they are somewhat awake, but Anders went through, like, a week where he did that, like, every night. Oh. And he would just... I'd hear him crying, and I'm like, whoa, he's really crying. And then I'd go in, and if I did anything, he would get more upset. Yeah. If I just sat there or waited until he, like, looked at me. It, yeah, that's no fun. That's awful as a parent. It's, like, it's the same kind of awful as when you have a newborn, and you're like, I have no idea what's yeah. wrong with them, and they're crying, and they won't stop crying. It's like that, except it's kind of worse because it's kind of creepy. Yes. And a newborn isn't creepy when they cry. No. Yeah. Well, I had my mother-in-law with me during those times. Oh, newborn, that's good. So. That's good. I actually feel kind of bad, because I she was just so good at, like, dealing with it, yeah. and I had no emotional or physical strength <laughs> to, yeah. to do it. I think that's important when you have a newborn, is someone who can handle it so that you can get some sleep occasionally. Because, yeah. I mean, I was, uh, I mean, she knows. She had five. She had several kids, and yeah, sleep. Yeah. I'm planning or researching to to hire a postpartum doula, because this time my, my mom won't be there, as I've talked about on this podcast before. But, um, that's one thing that they can do for you. They can come at night, which would be amazing. I don't know what if we'll do that or not, because I don't know. I just the, even the idea of it is kind of mind blowing because I've always done it on my own over there. Yeah. So I don't know. I got spoiled. If anybody has experience with postpartum doulas, especially postpartum doulas, although I like to hear about birthing doulas too, tell us about it because I I mean I've never done it before, and so I'm curious what other people have done with those. Does your birthing center have, like, resources for Yeah, anything? I'm sure it does. I was going to ask too, on so. Wednesday. Cool. Yeah. Um, bedtime. Have <sighs> You guys kind of do an early bedtime too, right? Uh, well, we try. We, we try, try to. Usually the way things work out. That's the other thing. I um, We're not on a strict schedule. Oh. We're on a needs-based schedule. I like <laughs> to call it. I just came up with that. Um, um, so usually around 7, he's ready for bed. Yeah. And um, James does the evening prayer, Lord's Prayer, and the creed with us. And I try to read him books. The kid hates it. Like, <laughs> Which is great because you're an Osborne uh, consultant. I'm an Osborne so consultant. And I'm supposed your kid to be, hates books. He, like, does not want me to read to him. <laughs> he's seven months, Amanda. Well, everyone's like, you should read for your kid from okay. day one, or they're not going to be able to read. Okay, we always read, and Lewis has always been around the reading, and he hasn't cared about books until, like, last week. When oh, he started well, to bring I'm going to stop torturing myself. I literally yeah. will make him sit in my lap and scream until I finish a book, because I've been told oh. I have to read to my child. No, 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 don't. I, okay, well, we're scrapping that part of the routine. <laughs> okay, good. So we pray with him. <laughs> 
And then I just take him and I lay down in bed and I nurse him to sleep and then I roll out of bed. That's it. That's nice. my bedtime routine. Um, That's good. We started, we said we were going to do either a walk or a bath mm-hmm. each night, but um, life happens and that mm-hmm. doesn't always happen. But our routine is pretty simple. Our nap time routine um, for going to sleep. I wish that I had a better way to do naps, but I just don't. So I take him in bed, I nurse him to sleep, and I roll out. Same yeah. thing as I do. And yeah. I don't like... I don't read him a book before we do it. I don't... If I try singing to him, he just smiles and, like, it's all exciting. Oh, yeah. And it does not put him to sleep. Yeah. So, that's my really bare bones routine. And I feel like most people have, like, a... I don't know, a whole parade have, of like, things to do. lotion massage and... Yeah. Things singing, like that. Yeah. reading. I mean, I'm lucky I get prayers in with this kid. He's yeah. just like, I'm ready to go to bed. When he decides he's <laughs> yeah. ready for bed, it is time for bed. There is no messing around. So that's pretty impressive. <laughs> From the very beginning, I would sing Now the Light Has Gone Away. I should probably know the number of that in the hymnal, but it's in the hymnal. To this day, my kids get tired when I sing that because I would sing it. And I remember singing it over like and over on repeat for Clarence when he would not sleep and just being so tired of hearing my own voice. But I was like, I have to do this to stay sane. I need yeah. to keep repeating this. But now it makes him tired. So that's kind of cool. Um, I don't do that as much anymore, but I, it still helps. And we don't do like bath time though. I think that bath time is, it's a daily thing now, now that we're out in the mud yeah. all day. Yeah. <laughs> and the white noise, usually oh, yeah. sing something. Prayers, we usually do early, like at supper time. The boys go to bed at seven. It works out well with Aaron's schedule. And I think that's not true for everybody. And lots yeah. of kids go to bed at like eight or later than that. And they also stay, you know, they stay in bed until mm-hmm. eight or nine in the morning. But our kids do not. The early bedtime has always been really important to us. And I think it kind of is annoying to some people because, you know, we don't go out and do things in the evening because right. it's bedtime. But it's so important to our sanity I have found just having a little bit of time to, you know, just be. <laughs> yeah. I, and I really love the early bedtime. But the, there's always, it seems like there's always a few days in a row where there's something that keeps us out. Mm-hmm. This last weekend, there was a thing at church that kept us out. And then the next night, our dog had an emergency vet trip, which kept us out. So mm-hmm. right now, Benjamin thinks that 7 o'clock is nap time and 10 o'clock is bedtime. Yeah. So we're working through that as I am out late tonight. <laughs> <laughs> With my kids... Not to be the that annoying older mom. <laughs> she pushes her glasses up. <laughs> but my kids, like, they didn't really have a strict bedtime until later. Because it just didn't, they just weren't ready for it. Yeah, that's so, okay. so don't feel like, oh, we haven't been strict enough. Because it... He might not do it anyway. Yeah, I, <laughs> you know? I try not to stress myself out about these things yet mm-hmm. because... I'm sure I'll stress out about it later, but it's just kind of like, if he, if I put him to sleep at seven and he wakes up and he's like wanting to play, then I just get him up and we play with him for a little bit and then we try again, you know? It just... Well, and plus, it gives him more time with dad and... Yeah, I'm really good at convincing myself I'm doing it all wrong and my kid's going to be a spoiled brat that doesn't listen to me, but, um... Nope. Yeah. So, like, for our our routine... Well, he probably will be, but it's not because of something you do. Sure. Because he's still a sinner no matter what. Hey, I just told you that. Just this like weekend. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just we do this where I'm like, Amanda, what happened to my kid? He's broken and then she'll do that to me the next 
week or something where yeah. both like it's okay. Yeah. So our routine is like I don't follow clock at all. It's just like we wake up. It's a routine, not a schedule. Yeah, yeah. exactly. We wake up, we play, we sleep, and there's a lot of eating that happens in between there because <laughs> he likes to snack. Like he'll be like playing and then he'll just come out. O- he won't come over. Jeez. He's not moving yet, but he'll be, like, a little hungry. He'll take a couple drinks, and he's like, okay, cool, I'm going to go play now. And then when he's tired is when he really nurses. Yeah. So that's our routine. Oh, I wanted to tell you about the pull-out couch. Um, One of my friends who has a lot of children, and I don't know if she would want me to say her name, but um, she, they had a lot of kids, and so pretty much all the bedrooms were used up, and then they had another baby or something, and so they... So they ended up them sleeping in the living room on the pull-out couch. And that, it just, that's what worked for them. Yeah. And it was more private than anywhere else. (laughs) Because they had, you know, they had, they had to work with what they had. That makes sense. But I just, she was, she's a really good example of, you just do what works. And who cares what other people think about it. I'm, I'm really bad at that. Yeah, me too. Well, and that's part of why I want to do this podcast, because... I know that I have trouble with that. Yeah. And I want to hear what how other people do things and teach myself to not feel judged by that or feel like I'm doing it wrong, but learn how to learn t- from other people yeah. instead of I have to do this all on my own and figure it out on my own and read a bunch of books, but I can learn from real people instead. And That's true. And then it doesn't have to be law-heavy. It can be... Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, about doing it right or wrong. It right. can be about doing what works. What it's works. Yeah. completely different for everyone. Yeah. That reminds me of our sermon yesterday in church. President Harrison did it. Um, and he was talking about Christian freedom. And I know that's, like, it's not exactly the same. But he was like, you, you'll have a lot of decisions to make. And do you sit there and do you wait for the Holy Spirit to, you know, flash neon sign? No, you just make the decision that's best for you and your family. You'll send this way, you'll send that way. You just pick one because you're free to do whatever. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And I think that's so easy to forget that, Yeah. I mean, all of us are just trying to love our kids the best yeah. way we know how, raise them the best way we know how, and it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. And there's still going to be little sinners no matter yeah. what we do, so... It's hard not to compare or feel judged. I've received plenty of advice and I've tried plenty of different things. Yeah. And some of it and you've some taken of it, and some yeah, of it Yeah, some of it works, some of it doesn't. And I don't care that my friends all do it differently. Mm-hmm. I, that's great that it works for their kid mm-hmm. and I'm glad that that is how it works yeah. for them. But for me, it just doesn't. Yeah. And that's okay. And I don't yeah. want my friends to feel like I'm judging them for for not right. co-sleeping. Like, how dare you put your child <laughs> in his own crib? You know, right, how yeah. can you do that? Yeah. How dare you, you know, make sure that by exactly this minute your child is doing whatever, mm-hmm. and, you know? So that's a good point, though. Not taking it law is law right. from people. Yeah. Shall we do our lifesavers? Yes! It's time for our lifesaver segment. In this segment, we'll share a couple things in our ordinary lives that have helped us through the day. Mine's not a person this month. Good job, me. Making a thing. (laughs) We don't want you being thankful for people in your life, that's for sure. (laughs) So what's your lifesaver? Chacos. I gotta remember. This is kind of a long story, but it's important to the the nature of the chacos. I know they're $100 shoes, okay? 
But I every year I'd have to buy new flip flops because I would buy the cheap ones and then they would break. So last the 98 year, cents ones. Yeah, yeah. So last year, um, my laundry got stolen out of the dryer at our apartment complex. Wow, this is a long story. What's going on? I was pregnant, and so like they stole the last pair of pants that fit me. Aww. I was hysterical. My husband said, let's go to the mall. I will buy you new clothes. I never buy new clothes for the mall. Mm-hmm. I always go to thrift stores. Took me to the mall, and he got me chacos because he said, I don't want you to have to buy new shoes every year. Let me just get you these really nice shoes. And I was like, okay. Aww. So I bought these shoes. I'm a size 12, but for some reason I thought a size 11 would do. Probably Aww. because they didn't have size 12 and I wanted to walk out with shoes, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so fast forward, I get super pregnant. My feet get huge. The chacos don't fit. I think, oh, maybe they'll fit, you know, after the baby comes out. They don't, so I had been missing them, and I finally got, last week, my size 12 Chacos. Oh, yay. Those are and cute, too. I know they're $100 shoes, but I hate tennis shoes, and they're hiking sandals. And you live in St. Louis. And I live in St. Louis, so tennis shoes are stupid anyway. <laughs> and so I can walk everywhere in them. They look cute. They are comfortable. Um, they're easy to put on. They don't require socks. They leave cool tan lines. <laughs> They're, like, the only shoes that I wear. Mm-hmm. So, those, I mean, it's silly, but I walk a lot with Benjamin. It's yeah, that's not silly. Good shoes. It's good to have good shoes. So, so my lifesaver is a yoga mat. Well, well, I got this yoga mat, and it was, like, a cheap one from Amazon. Yeah. For, I don't know if it was, like, a birthday present or something, mm-hmm. but it's nice and soft. The night before, I put it right at the, you know, where I get out of bed in the morning, and and so I, like roll out of bed onto the yoga mat and then do some sort of stretches or it's usually like laying on my side and doing leg lifts. I'm trying to strengthen my core for labor and it's helped so much. And I'm not as achy and stuff like I usually get in pregnancy. And my chiropractor was like, you look way healthier this time or something like that, which was really nice to hear. And and I'm like, yeah, because I'm strong this time. Yeah. And last time I was not strong enough. I mean, it, I mean, I was strong enough to give birth, but um, so yoga mat, it it is really helpful. Thank you for listening to our episode of Most Certainly Motherhood. Yes. Uh, leave a review. On iTunes and like us on Facebook. And if you have any questions or comments or suggestions for our show. Things you'd like to hear about. Yeah, what would you like to hear about? Our email address is... I think it's... Um, certainly motherhood at gmail.com. Yeah. So thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.